Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this episode, I'll be speaking with Will Healy, Industry Strategy Manager, and Robert Crumley, Industry Account Manager at Balof Inc., about the development of smart systems and components and how they can benefit the off-highway equipment industry. Let's take Take a listen now. If we could maybe just sort of start talking about um, maybe some of the benefits or um, things you guys are seeing in regards to creation of smarter systems through the integration of sensors and measurement devices. Um, how does that kind of stuff help with the collection of data and connection of machines and systems? Sure. Um, well, it all starts with smarter sensors. Um, sensors that not only provide information for the original intent, such as, you know, position feedback of a linkage or something like that, but, but also other parameters, uh, maybe ambient temp or humidity or, or life data, you know, how much stress has the product been subjected to? Uh, smarter systems will continue to need more processing power and memory capabilities to handle the additional data from these new smarter sensors. Um, today's systems are already collecting a lot of valuable data. You know, who, who owns it? Um, um, you know, how is it shared? Um, these, are, these are concerns right now. Um, you know, what to do with all that data is still an issue to be solved. Uh, but the sensors today, uh, they're ready for real-time condition-based maintenance, you know, which will be the ultimate goal in, in reducing uh, unplanned downtime, lowering costs. Um, uh, systems and the handling of the data, uh, they need more time. Yeah, I, I agree with Rob. I, I think um, one of the things that really comes from more sensors is, you know, right now, mostly what we're tracking on the, on the trucks and the vehicles and the equipment is where is it? And is it running or not? <laughs> yeah. That's really the main thing that most people care about. Um, but the trick moving forward is we're going to have to in investigate if it's not running, why is it not running? And so uh, being able to look at that extra data that Rob talked about, like temperature, humidity, remaining lifetime of a product, um, being able to get that out of more devices on the machine and on the equipment, that's going to be important. So not only being able to dive down to an individual truck, but inside the truck to a specific sensor or a specific device or a specific location on the truck to be able to know more about what's going on in our fleet. Mm -hmm. And are you guys seeing, are there specific components or systems which people are focusing on integrating the these uh, sensors and technologies to gain data? Is it just kind of across the board or? Yeah, it's, it's kind of across the board. I mean, originally you, you need a sensor to do a certain function. Uh, maybe it's going to, you know, make a cylinder smarter um, or, 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 or make sure that, uh, you know, some, some safety feature is, is, uh, is in the proper position or something like that. So there's always that, that, that original need uh, to, to get some sort of a feedback on the machine that this linkage is in the right place. Um, 
but since you've got that sensor there and we've got that capability to make those uh, those sensors even smarter, we can start collecting more information around that area, vibration, temperature, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would add, you know, right now, maybe you're considering a sensor like uh, an outrigger. Is the outrigger out or not, right? And a lot of people do that just with a discrete position sensor. Is it out? Yes or no. But what if it's only a third of the way out? What if it's only three quarters of the way out? What if, what if you want to be able to regulate where the outrigger is based upon all kinds of dynamics of the function of the vehicle? So, um, you know, right now, I would say adding capabilities is trying to go beyond just on and off, but getting actual position data or measurement data out of the device, not just um, a, a certain physical switch point, because um, that's going to give us more flexibility in the equipment and um, more effectiveness of the machine. We'll be able to do more things because it has those kinds of devices in there. So I think by adding more capability to the sensing devices we're already picking, um, like a measurement position versus an on-off position, um, I think it's it's adding a lot of benefit in the, the usability of the equipment and the flexibility of the equipment. And so, you know, if we're buying a, a piece of capital equipment, we want to be able to utilize it as much as possible. We don't want it just sitting in a parking lot somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So what yeah. are some of the challenges you guys are seeing regarding adding uh, these smarter systems or integrating sensors into systems? And are there ways you guys um, are working to overcome those challenges or are there more technologies or something needed in order to overcome some of those challenges? Um, well, yeah, you know, sensors for, for, for mobile equipment, uh, you know, must contend with, uh, you know, voltage supply, dips, uh, transient spikes, low dumps, uh, electromagnetic interference. Um, you know, these are all dangers uh, to any electrical device on a, on a mobile machine. Uh, but these are all pretty well understood phenomena. There's plenty of SAE and EN type specifications that are out there that can be used as guidelines or, or perhaps the OEM says you must adhere to this SAE spec or something like that. Um, so those have been worked out through time and uh, the sensors need that in there. Um, but, but that's the well understood part. Uh, the ingress protection, the temperature specs, again, it's harsh environments, um, you know, a, a typical uh, sensor uh, that's designed for industrial use uh, may not have the temp range or something like that. Uh, and so when you're looking at uh, mobile equipment, then, then there's, there's some small uh, changes uh, which can create you know, challenges uh, for a sensor manufacturer. Um, but a newer challenge would be like data overload. Um, really, the OEMs, they need to decide, you know, what messages should I collect? Uh, how often should I pass on those messages? You know, you know where, where, do, where do you do the analytics? You know, is it, is it in the control module? Uh, is that capable of processing and storing large amounts of data from a smart sensor? Um, you know, there are, of course, a lot of people involved in this right now, uh, but this is kind of the, the more the, the, new, the newer challenges that are coming, uh, you know, cloud, uh, edge computing, uh, better software. Uh, we continue to get better and better, uh, but at the same time, you know, we may be 
building big data lakes uh, full of data that doesn't really help anybody. It just overwhelms them. Uh, so you got to have a good, I got you got to have a good data management plan. And you you got to know uh, what you what you really care about. You know what are your metrics and measures. Hmm. I'll double down on um, building a giant data lake full of data from your vehicles. It can just create an overwhelming sense of I don't know what to do, or the data is not organized in a way that you can actually do the analytics you want to do. Um, I mean, if you think about it, uh, one sensor generating two bytes of data every 20 milliseconds is 100 bytes of data a second, 6,000 bytes a minute, 360,000 bytes an hour, 8.6 megabytes a day, 3.2 gigabytes per year per sensor, per vehicle, per fleet. Wow. So if you've got... <laughs> You know, 10 sensors on 100 vehicles in your fleet, you are generating an immense amount of data. So how often is that data important to you? And what data is important to you? And uh, what are your KPIs and what are your metrics? And what data do you need to collect to measure those metrics is, is really important to decide up front or you're going to be paying for some serious Amazon uh, data farm that you aren't actually using or utilizing. So um, having a plan up front, I think, is really the key part. When you look at the challenge of trying to do analytics or data collection uh, across uh, a fleet and across smart devices. And so is that something then Balif would help a customer with? Or would you guys kind of work with them and talk about what is important to keep in mind when integrating these technologies? Yeah, I, I think uh, really when you look at it, the, the traditional vehicle manufacturers, uh, they, they might not need that amount of data. I think really when you, when you start diving into autonomous vehicles and uh, you know, uh, construction automation and mining automation and even agricultural automation, you, you start getting into these areas where you're having driverless uh, work activity being done, you need more diagnostics. There's not someone there to hear something's going wrong in the gearbox. You've got to have a sensor there providing data that something's right. going on wrong in the gearbox. So um, I, I think it really, um, where we see people engaging with this topic most is when they're trying to do um, autonomous or just general automation applications, mm -hmm. even, even driver-present automation applications. But I would say um, when you put automation in place, that's a place where you start needing sensors and diagnostics and those kinds of things. That's, mm -hmm. that's where we're seeing the activity right now. Okay. Okay. Um, well, then just the last question I had was um, if – you guys, or Balif in general, has sees growing interest or trend towards more data connectivity and IoT capabilities and heavy equipment. It kind of seems like it's going that direction, but or um, other trends or things related to the integration of these technologies you guys see in the coming years, or maybe some further or other key drivers that will um, lead to more integration of these. Yeah, definitely. There's been a uh, a, a growing interest in IoT type products for mobile equipment, uh, and there's a host of reasons why a manufacturer would seek us out um, beyond the smart sensors. Um, of course, they're looking for you know predictive maintenance or better maintenance of their equipment, uh, 
they may need to adhere to the latest safety spec, which is calling out for uh, more feedback on the machine. Um, you know, you've got the, 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 the labor force issue all the time. Um, um, you know, how do I make my machine easier to use? Uh, especially if it's a machine that's going to be bought by a rental company and now you've got lots of different people at different skill levels running the machine. Um, I just uh, read an article uh, came out a week or two ago in a wonderful uh, trade magazine called OEM off highway where, <laughs> uh, where a large excavator uh, manufacturer is touting this, you know, auto tilt control um, so that, the bucket of the excavator automatically tilts to the terrain to match the terrain. And that's the kind of thing I need. You know, if I were to run an excavator, I would make a mess of things for quite a while, at least the first couple of weeks or so. And having that auto tilt control certainly would make me look like more of a pro. Uh, and those are the kinds of things that, I mean, you're going to get more work done, right? So, so there's a lot of motivation out there. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with the, you know, the, the workforce and, and, the, and the predictive and things like that. Uh, but also, on the other side, um, we've been working with, uh, in, the, in the ag uh, uh, world, uh, a lot of um, 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 agricultural equipment um, in this, this growing uh, field called uh, precision ag, mm. um, where you've got autonomous vehicles going around taking soil samples and things like that. A lot of those guys that we're working with are actually come from the industrial controls uh, 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 industry. And, uh, and of course we've been in that for 99 years. So, um, and so, so there's, there's a lot of different forces driving this. Um, but, uh, it's all kind of steamrolling in that direction of smarter is safer is saving money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I really agree with Rob. I think, um, and I mentioned it before automation really, uh, is one of those things that's really helping and is one of the reasons that there is a drive towards this. Um, I think the lack of skilled workers, you know, there's a lot of reports about robots taking jobs and those kinds of things. But really, uh, when, you, when you think about the automation and precision agriculture, we have a lack of skilled workers. And so how can the equipment do more work with either less skilled workers or just generally less workers. So um, I think that's a, a great point that Rob made. Uh, I, think, I think the second thing is, is, you know, I started off our conversation talking about the health of machines and, you know, we just wanted to know, is it operating and where is it physically? But more and more, um, we need to know more about how the machine's working. It, it's kind of like if you were to go to the doctor and the only questions they asked you were, how old are you and where do you live and where have you traveled in the last six months? If those were the only questions that they asked you, they wouldn't really know much about you. They've got to take blood work and they've got to take a, make a physical exam and they, they have to really get under the hood and, and analyze what's going on with you. So the same deal with our, our equipment, if we're not actually deep diving to the individual devices, we're not really truly knowing if our vehicles are functioning. We're not able to predict problems. You know, the, the worst thing that can happen is we, we rent out a piece of equipment, it, it goes to a job site, and five hours into the job for three weeks, five hours into the job, the equipment fails. And we could have predicted that if we had been looking under the looking under the hood, the proverbial hood, right. um, uh, and and really predicting what are things that could fail, doing that maintenance. So there's no loss of productivity when a when a piece of equipment's on a job site. Mm -hmm. Okay.
Well, great. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to speak with me today and provide insight into this, uh, these trends in the industry. Yeah, thanks for having us, Sarah. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was really fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you again to Will Healy and Robert Crumley for providing their insights into the development and use of smart sensors and systems. Be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry. 